Welcome back to the Foul Balls podcast for April 10th, 2018. And we have a really big slate for Tuesday. There's 12 games. There's a bunch of good pitchers. There's a bunch of good offenses. So there's going to be a lot to talk about. Right away at the high end, uh, we got Jacob deGrom, Chris Sale, Steven Strasburg, Lu- uh, Luis Severino, Carlos Martinez, all priced above 10000 So of these pitchers, Matt, who do you want to target? Because I think you could you could realistically make the case for any of them, except if we're actually trying to be helpful to people, we have to kind of narrow it down and say, who do we prefer from this tier? So who, who do you think are the ones that warrant the most exposure? Well, I think I'm going to look at it from the other side and just kind of rule out a couple of them to start. Um, Chris Sale seems like a pretty bad target against the Yankees. He definitely is upside because of the strikeouts, but and also he's just arguably the best pitcher in baseball for strikeouts at least. The Yankees are really good. Most of their good hitters are right-handed. And then also the Red Sox have been limiting Sale's pitch count quite a bit for the first two starts. Um, I think 85 and 93, those are the two numbers for pitches he threw in the first two games. So definitely no Sale in a tough matchup. He's also only a little cheaper than DeGrom. Um, So DeGrom over Sale. And then I think Severino in Boston, that's a pretty tough matchup too. And Strasburg is probably a better play for cheaper. Um, So out of the high end, I think that DeGrom and Strasburg make the most sense. And I think I would lean towards Strasburg just because he's cheaper. And the pitching capability is similar enough. The matchup is similar enough. Um, The discount definitely makes Strasburg worth it. Um, So what do you think? Like just those two guys or would you use any of the other ones? So right now I'm actually leaning Strasburg and Carlos Martinez. Here's my issue with DeGrom at 12,400. He's obviously very good and strikes a lot of guys out, but the Mets have been really cautious with the pitch counts of their starting pitchers so far. So they took out Syndergaard after 90 pitches today. DeGrom's made two starts and only pitched 11 and two-thirds innings this year. So maybe this is just something that the Mets are doing at the beginning of the season, but I think with a lot of teams starting to realize that it's smart to go to your bullpen earlier in the game, the Mets seem to be a team that's going to their bullpen a lot earlier, which they have all these really great starting pitchers. Well, I guess not all these really great starting pitchers. They have DeGrom and Syndergaard. And they yeah, they also have Matt Harvey. So yeah, not they, all. they have other pitchers who used to be really good. But I'm a little concerned that if, star- if their starting pitchers are only going to be pitching five to six innings and throwing 85 to 95 pitches, I'm a little afraid that caps the upside. So do you think that there's a chance that we just see a lot of six inning or so starts from Syndergaard and DeGrom this year? Or do you think this is just kind of circumstantial or a little fluky to start the year? I think it might be a little of both. Um, I am a little worried about it. So I don't know. I don't want to use a lot of DeGrom on this slate anyway. Like Strasburg is the one in the top tier that I like the most. And I think I'd pay up for DeGrom over Martinez just because he's a lot better. The matchup is easier. The Brewers strike out a lot, but they're still a much better offense than the Marlins. Um, but if we're just going with our favorite pitchers, like I, I only think it's one guy from the top tier. And the offenses are pretty expensive, so we probably have to get into the cheaper guys anyway. Yeah, for, for the price, I definitely prefer Strasburg over any of the other pitchers. Uh, DeGrom, it's just the pitch count concern for me. Severino and Sale, both really difficult matchups. Then Carlos Martinez, I just think there's upside in him because of how much the Brewers strike out. I also think that he's the worst pitcher of anyone this year and has the lowest floor. Uh, so Strasburg is the, pref- is the preferred target to me. Uh, Martinez, I think, is worth rostering in GPPs due to the upside. And then the next pitcher who I 
want to roster going down the the list of pitchers and their prices is Aaron Nola at 8,200. Nola hasn't gotten off to a great start this season, but overall he was so good last year. I think that he's a high-end starting pitcher, and I think that arguably he's just as good as guys like DeGrom and Strasburg. He's just cheaper and doesn't strike out quite as many guys. Uh, the matchup's a little tougher for him also against Cincinnati. But Aaron Nola, 8,200, is just too cheap for a pitcher as good as him. So are you at all concerned about his start to the season? And maybe why do you think he struggled to start? Yeah, I'm really not sure. But I think I'm just going to buy into how good he was last year. And even the year before, um, Nola has a pretty decent track record for a young pitcher. And uh, looking at the implied total from the Vegas lines, the Reds are projected for just about the same number of runs as teams like the Braves and the Marlins. Um, it's actually, I think, lower than the Marlins. Th- this could be confusing to people who heard me argue a pro-Red stance yesterday, but that was entirely because of Ben Lively. Like the, the Reds were a good play just because they were facing a really bad pitcher. I definitely don't think the Reds have a good offense. They they have one really good hitter, Joey Votto. Scooter Jeanette is fine. And then Adam Duvall has some power, but he strikes out a lot. And no one else on the team is good at hitting at all. So it's a really easy matchup for Nola. Um, it's probably a bit easier for Strasburg, but I think this is the second easiest matchup. And I guess for DeGrom too. Uh, but Nola's price is just so much less than those guys that even if there is some reason to be concerned about the bad start for him, I still think it's worth it at 8,200. Like, there, there isn't really another good choice below 10,000, and I don't think you can play this slate with two expensive pitchers. There's just too many offenses that are in good spots. There's, they're all fairly expensive, and even the cheap ones, like, they're not cheap enough where you could use two high-end pitchers. Um, so for the most part, I think Strasburg and Nola would be the two pitchers to roster, even if there is reason to be concerned with Nola. So do you think it's just like best of the choices in that tier? Because there's no one even close to as good as him in that price range. Yeah, there's nobody else around there that I would consider. One guy who I do think is kind of interesting is uh, Henjin Ryu at 6,800. Just because it's, I mean, he's been really, he was really bad in his first start this year. He wasn't particularly good last year. But 6,800 is a really cheap price. And if you need a punt pitcher, I think he'd be the guy to go with. The A's were fairly weak against left-handed pitching last year. They struck out a ton. And also, they're traveling to a National League ballpark, a pitcher's park, and they lose the benefit of the designated hitter. So I think it, it's a good spot for upside for Ryu. Uh, obviously, the concern is just that he hasn't been good for a while. Uh, so would you consider rostering Ryu at all? Yeah, I think he's okay. Um, the floor could be a little high, too, just because of the potential strikeouts. But I don't know. There's so much unknown here. The Dodgers also go to their bullpen much earlier than most other teams, if not the earliest. I guess if Ryu's pitching really well, he could stay in the game for longer. It's it's not my favorite spot. Like I, I Well, I'm looking at it now. The sharp money for this game actually seems to be on the A's and over. Um, yeah, Ryu's stats look really bad too. This is uh it's it's been it's been a bad start to the year for him, and last year he wasn't very good. But uh, the A's open at plus 130, and they're down to plus 115 already. Uh, the public doesn't really seem to be biased there. I think part of it is the Dodgers' offense hasn't been that good, especially against lefties. But also, I don't know, maybe Manaya is a better play than Ryu. Like, this is a pretty close to pick em game. Um, I'm not sure if the Manaya, Dodgers' offense right Manaya now... is a lot more 
expensive though, and I still think the I still think the output for the Dodgers is higher than the expected output for the A's. Yeah, I think it's close though. Like I guess I I don't I, I don't really want to use Manaya either. He's priced almost the same as Aaron Nola, um, and Nola is more expensive than Ryu, but it's not so much so that you can't pay it up for that. Like I I think I'm just gonna stick with Aaron Nola. I don't know if there's any other strategy that I would have uh, aside from using Nola in every lineup. So are you thinking like using Nola and Minaya together? I mean, Nola and Ryu together to fit in really expensive offense? That and then also if I was just, if I needed to use a cheap pitcher, Ryu would be the choice. Or if I was making a bunch of lineups and just didn't want to have Nola in 100% of them and I wanted to have exposure to another pitcher, Ryu is the only other cheap guy I think I would consider rostering. Yeah, I think we we might both end up with Aaron Nola in every lineup, though. Uh, I'm going to guess that both of us play lower volume on this slate than normal because there's a lot of variance. There's a lot of random things we're not going to be able to figure out, like which expensive pitcher has the best game. There's a lot of good offense that we'll get to. Um, so personally, I think I'll play this one lighter and just use Aaron Nola in every lineup because he is the best value. Um, I also think Caleb Smith could be worth considering. He was pretty good against the Cubs in his first start. He wasn't very good in his second start, but Caleb Smith at 5,100 against the Mets, like it's a, it's a good matchup in a pitcher's park. So like as far as punting the second pitcher spot, if you look at the guys priced around him, like I have no interest in, well, Lucchesi I think is decent. He's in course field. And then we have Skoglin, Bailey, Perez, Odorizzi against the Astros, Kashner. Like I think Smith has higher expected output than anyone priced under 65, probably under 6,400. Suter maybe is a little higher. Um, but I take Smith even independent of price over those guys. So maybe there's a little value on him. Like I, I think it could be okay to mix him into a couple of the lineups. All right. So let's get into the offenses then, because it, it's kind of a weird slate in terms of there isn't any mid tier pitchers. There's, I mean, there is like Aaron Noll and Johnny Cueto, but for the most part, there's really expensive pitchers and really cheap pitchers, which means that there's a lot of just shitty pitchers going, which makes for offenses in good spots. So there is a cores game. I, I don't think that we need to talk too much about cores because it, it's pretty straightforward. There's a ton of, of upside for both the offenses in this spot. Uh, is there either side of the game that you do prefer, though? Well, I prefer the Padres because I think the expected output is really close. Um, Joey Lucchesi is probably better than Tyler Anderson, and the Padres' bullpen is decent. Like, I, do, I don't think the Rockies win this game easily. I, I guess you never know what happens at Coors. It's more random than any other place. But uh, just pure expected output, I think it slightly favors the Rockies. And they're so much more expensive than the Padres. Like, the seven most expensive hitters in the game are all on the Colorado side. Eric Hosmer is the most expensive Padres hitter at 4100 So that's really cheap for a game at Coors. And just as a reference point, the Padres were more expensive than this against John Gray, and John Gray is a lot better than Tyler Anderson. Um, I don't think I want to use, well, I don't know, Christian Villanueva, 4000 That seems like a crazy price considering he was 2500 just a few days ago. Um, but the Padres do have some righty hitters that are not very expensive. Margot is 3900 Perella is 36 Hunter Renfro is 3600 He has a lot of power from, well, against lefties, but right-handed hitter with power, so good matchup for him. Like, I'm just kind of confused why the Padres are so cheap. I don't dislike the Rockies' side of the game, but I don't think we'll be able to fit them. So I'm going to guess that the Padres end up being my highest on offense. Yeah, uh, I think the issue with the Rockies is just the opportunity cost of rostering them is that there are a ton of really good high-end pitchers. And 
it seems to me unlikely that there aren't at least a couple of the pitchers from like that Strasburg, Carlos Martinez, Aaron Nola, like of those guys, at least a couple of them are going to put up monster games. And with 12 games on the slate, it there's, it, it's, it's hard to envision that there's not going to be a high scoring offense outside of the Rockies. So even if the Rockies score like six or seven runs or something like that, which is well within the cards, if any of the other offenses that are in good spots put up a similar output, then it's more likely we see high-end lineups with the high-priced starting pitchers, which is also where there's more stable production. So I think that the Padres do make more sense than than the Rockies because of the price tags and easier to fit in with the, with the expensive pitchers. The other offenses that I like that I kind of played around with that fit with the expensive pitchers is the Toronto Blue Jays. So the Blue Jays are in Baltimore, so favorable for home runs going up against Andrew Kashner, who is a pitcher Matt and I have stacked against a lot the last couple of years. Kashner is fairly terrible. The Blue Jays have a couple of expensive hitters in Josh Donaldson and who else? And Justin Smoke's expensive for them. Other than that, there's a bunch of cheap guys. Steve Pierce should have to play because Kendrys Morales got hurt tonight. Curtis Granderson's been leading off against righties. He's only at 3,300. So I think that they're a really cheap offense. Do you like the Blue Jays for tomorrow, Matt? Yeah, I think they're probably my third favorite offense. Well, one more thing on the Rockies. I think it's going to be another situation for us where Nolan Arenado and Trevor Story make sense. Story's price went up a little bit, but Arenado's actually went down. Uh, both those guys against lefties, I think, are good plays. But yeah, no Rocky stacks probably. Um, the Blue Jays against Kashner, I mean, that's as good of a spot as you can get. Baltimore's a hitter's park. Um, so I'm on board there, but I think I prefer the Mariners. They're just a little bit cheaper. Um, the Royals bullpen is awful, and then Eric Skoglund is pretty awful, so I have his stats from last year. Um, Skoglund was good in AAA, but then in the majors, uh, his ERA was 9.5 in, it was 5 starts and 2 relief appearances, and then 7 Ks per 9 and 6 walks per 9. Um, I actually watched a full one of those starts because he was on my season-long team, and uh, it was pretty awful. Like, he's just he's just a soft-throwing lefty that has, like, no out pitches and... I don't know. He's in there because the Royals have no one else. Um, but the bullpen's bad, too. So it's a lot of upside for the Mariners, even in a pitcher's park. And they're just really inexpensive. Like, I don't know if you want to fade Robinson Cano at 4700 but the rest of the Mariners outside of him, um, Segura is right-handed, 3700 Mitch Hanniger, 3600 in a good matchup. Kyle Seager at 32 even lefty versus lefty. Like, that's really cheap for him. Um, there's got to be more righties here. Like. You're out. What, is that it? Is that is that it for Mariners righties? Oh, Ichiro, you said. Yeah, I don't I don't know about Ichiro. Uh, you know who actually I think is a decent punt catcher uh, if he starts again is um, Mike Marjima has been playing some catcher for the Mariners since uh, Zanino's hurt, and he's almost min price. I always like min price catchers in good spots just because we typically don't expect a ton of production out of a catcher spot anyway. So you might as well pick somebody who is in a decent matchup and is really cheap. That's my favorite way to go about uh, picking catchers. So Marjama at 2,100 if he starts. I think that's a really good punt play. Yeah, and I guess just looking at it again, I think the Mariners might just make more lineups for us as plugs because there are a lot of lefties. Um, But we shouldn't forget that Skoglund is bad. He'll probably be out of the game early, and the relievers are predominantly right-handed, as most teams are. Um, So the... The bad platoon splits for guys like Cano and D. Gordon and Seager, that might only last one time through the order. 
Um, and if they do well the first time through the order, it's even more likely that Skoglund doesn't last very long in the game. So they may be facing right-handed pitching, actually, for most of it if they get to the bullpen early. Uh, overall, though, I think Segura, Hanager, yeah, just those two guys are two of the players I'll have the most of. Those are going to be my two highest Mariners players. But as a stack, I think I might be with you on the Blue Jays. Like, they're a little more expensive, but it might be a slightly better spot just because of the park factors. So I don't know. Those are my those are my number two and three. Not sure exactly what order I'll have them in. Um, but definitely Padres number one. And then is there any other offense that stands out to you? Like there are a few in really strong spots, but the other ones are also just expensive. Um, like the Nationals and the Phillies and the Angels. I don't know. How do, how do we go about trying to fit those teams in? So the Angels are actually not that expensive outside of Mike Trout. So you actually can make... Uh, an angel stack if you use like Nola and Martinez as the pitchers. So I, I think that that's a doable stack also because that's a really good spot for them in Texas against Martin Perez, who's another pitcher that sucks and that we like to stack against a lot. Yeah, and I think we have to avoid Shohei Otani for these stacks. Like he he should be in the lineup because he's he's only sitting against well he's sitting the day before and the day after he pitches. Um, so that would, the day after he pitched was today for Monday. So Tuesday, he should be in the lineup. But lefty versus lefty, he's 4,500. I think he'll still probably be batting 7th or 8th. Like, I, I can't rationalize paying that for him. Um, my favorite guy from this game is Justin Upton. And then Andrelton Simmons makes sense. Albert Pujols, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I think Jeffrey Marte will start over Valbuena. That's sort of uninteresting. But yeah, the Angels outside of Trout, and I guess outside of Otani, who I don't think either of us would roster anyway. Um, that's a doable stack. Have you have you looked at fitting them with Nola and Strasburg? I guess if you use someone like Mar- Mike Marjama as a plug, it makes it a little bit easier. Um, but do you agree with not rostering Otani unless he's batting like second or something? Yeah. The other thing also is like okay, so Otani's a really good pitcher and he could be a decent hitter, except at least for what the projections have for him, he, he, he seems like he's going to be much more of a value as a pitcher than as a hitter. So I, I, I don't really think that what he's been doing with the power numbers is sustainable. He's what homered his last three games, which obviously that's, he's not going to homer every single game for the rest of the season. Uh, so I just, I think he's overpriced and he's probably going to be hitting towards the end of the lineup anyway. Yeah, so Angel stacks for that. Otani, I guess that fits. Um, just looking through the Nationals pricing against Fultonavich again. I mean, he Fulte's a decent pitcher. Like, I I don't know. him. He's bad against lefties, so I do want to roster the Nationals lefties. But like 5,000 for Adam Eaton, that's a lot. I think Harper is a plug if you can fit him. Makes sense. And then the Nationals don't really have any other left-handed hitters. So it might not be the best spot for them. Like, Harper, if you can afford him, sure. I think I... I probably prefer Trout, so I don't know. The Nationals seem like an easier team to fade. And then the last one to mention is the Phillies. I think they're a little overpriced, too. Like this, Homer Bailey is really bad, but I don't think the Phillies' offense is that good, and it is predominantly right-handed, so that's going to hurt against a right-handed pitcher a little bit. Um, do you have interest in the Phillies, or I guess even if you do, you might not be able to use them anyway, right? They're, they're way too expensive. Like, they are... They might even be more expensive than the Rockies. Um, it's right around the same. I mean, Hoskins is fifty four hundred. Forty five hundred for Carlos Santana seems like a lot. Forty three hundred for Hernandez. Forty two hundred for Mikel for uh, Franco. Uh, so th- they're just they're just too expensive. Yeah, and then I guess that's probably about it. I mean, 
I did I did feel more concerned about the the amount of offenses to use before we started, but looking through this now, like I think that there are some offenses that could do well, but they're so expensive that it, like you said, if the Rockies score six runs or something, they still probably won't be in that many winning lineups just because of the cost. Um, the only other offense I think we need to mention before we end is the Na- the uh, Astros against Jake Odorizzi, who is a reverse platoon pitcher, and the Astros have a lot of righties. Um, so Altuve, Springer, Correa, like they're expensive, but there's a lot of expected output for them. Bregman's 4,100. I think he's fine. So I don't know. Astros, do they make the cut or probably not? Uh, let me try to fit them in really quick. I, I think the issue with them also is just that they're going to be too expensive. Um, I, I think it's a good spot for them. And I think that you could use one or two of them in plugs if there's enough salary left over in a cheap stack. But I just think they're too expensive to, to stack them. Yeah, I don't, I don't really have much interest in going with combinations like Nola and Ryu, Nola and Caleb Smith. Like I know those guys have decent upside, but I'd rather just go with Nola and then someone like Strasburg for the most part, but maybe Carlos Martinez, maybe DeGrom if you can fit him, and then use the three cheaper offenses that we mentioned, like the Blue Jays, the Mariners, and especially the Padres, because uh, I think there's close to as much output for those cheap offenses as there is for the expected one, the expensive ones. And then, I mean, Nola's as good as any of the high-end pitchers. So I think it does make sense to get one of the expensive pitchers with our Nola, use a cheaper offense, and kind of just avoid the pricey offenses. All right. So that is going to wrap up today's podcast. I'll be on Twitter at GAaronBirdDFS. Matt Sturhandle is at Preaching Sense, and we'll be back for Wednesday slate.